Okay, so today <clears throat> I'm going to continue the reading through of the final Law of One session, session 106, received March 15, 1984. Uh, uh, this is the end of the line. And uh, next week we'll complete session 106 and the week after the epilogue. Uh, we're long in the discussion here. All the material of 106 was put into book 5. We're going further with Ra's comments on maintaining the LL contact, the contact with Ra, uh, advice for the group, uh, particularly about Carla and Don and their process and very deep commentary from Jim and Carla at the head of the session, which we talked about last week. Let's just jump right in. 106.4, Don asks, How serious and critical is this renal problem, meaning kidney? Is water, is drinking liquids, I assume water is the best, the only thing we can do for that, or is there something else? And this is uh, continuing the discussion about Carla's uh, kidney condition as a subset of her body challenge difficulties uh, related to pre-incarnative programming meaning the fact that she chose um, certain bodily weaknesses as catalyst for certain development of love wisdom as always which is why we generally the great work here uh, particularly in terms of greater self-love and the wisdom of non-martyrdom or the wisdom of uh, understanding the, uh, the sanctity of uh, world service not based on performance but based on uh, transformed consciousness. consciousness. So, um, as with the adept who um, is no longer working only on visible planes, does not expect results on visible planes. Uh, moving out of martyrdom, um, moving out of conditional service, moving to unconditional service, which comes naturally with six-ray activation, or, and although she has clearly <laughs> significant fourth and six-ray activation, and wisdom four five six there were certain imbalances that she was looking to work through to rebalance uh, in this incarnation um, for which uh, she chose certain distortions of body which then the negative entity exacerbates uh, lawfully to some degree based on uh, to whatever degree she got into further distortion or didn't address the deeper uh, imbalances or blockages and so this is very much about renal and renal is um, water or uh, related certainly uh, in Chinese medicine to uh, constitutional energy or root energy or Jing and um, critical level of uh, physiology and uh, metaphysically as well second chakra uh, as the basis of physical, mental, emotional health, body-mind health. So 106.4, Ra answers in terms of how critical is the problem and is there anything else we can do. Ra said, note the interrelationship of mind and body complexes. 
This is one example of such interweaving of the design of catalyst and experience. The period of renal delicacy, meaning how delicate or weak, is serious, but only potentially. Should the instrument desire to leave this incarnational experience, the natural and non-energized opportunity to do so has been inbuilt, just as the period during which the entity did, in fact, leave the incarnational experience and then return by choice was inlaid, talking about her childhood. However, the desire to leave, meaning be out of the body and finish the life, and be no more a port, the desire to leave and be no more a portion of this particular experiential nexus can and has been energized by the negative entity. This is a point for the instrument to ponder and an appropriate point for the support group to be watchful in regards to care for the instrument. So are mind and body plated up as the tresses of hair of a maiden. The nature of this entity, Carla, is gay and sociable, so that it is fed by those things we have mentioned previously. The varieties of experience with other selves and other locations and events being helpful, as well as the experience of worship and the singing especially of sacred music. This entity chose to enter a worshipful situation with a martyr's role when first in this geographical location. Therefore, the feeding by worship has taken place only partially. Similarly, the musical activities, though enjoyable and therefore of a feeding nature, have not included the aspect of praise to the Creator. The instrument is in a state of relative hunger for those spiritual homes which it gave up when it felt a call to martyrdom and turned from the planned worship at the location you call the Cathedral of St. Philip. This too shall be healed gradually due to the proposed alteration in the location of this group. So, very <laughs> complex, structured sentences uh, trying to explain in detail the interrelation of mind and body in her current process, uh, the interweaving of body and mind is akin to the, the interwoven condition of catalyst and experience. In many ways you can say that catalyst is received by the body and processed into experience by the mind. And um, the cut <laughs> in fact, you know, I, the the the, the um, watchman at the gate between catalyst and experience is mindfulness, or sati in Buddhism, being able to watch the arising of catalyst in body-mind, sensations and feelings and perceptions and thoughts and feelings and ideas, watching that arise and yet not fashioning it into distorted experience. To the extent that one's based in love wisdom, or fourth and fifth rays are activated, one will be uh, naturally feeding love wisdom by catalyst, or fashioning love wisdom-based experience by catalyst. <laughs> uh, seeing situations in love, uh, with the result that there's no more emotional charge, right? For the fully balanced entity, no situation will have emotional charge, meaning no production of distorted experience from catalyst. <laughs> and so, <clears throat> uh, the relationship between mind and body, or body and then mind, 
or catalyst and then experience is the lawful, natural fashioning of experience or the development of mental process uh, by the catalyst that comes directly in in a kind of raw, unprocessed, pre-processed way to body um, come and body and mind, but before its interpretation. And so this is, and Ra, you know, having such a great overview from their position as higher self, um, can even explain the distinction between a serious, con a seriously dangerous condition that is yet only a potential. The potential was death, that she would die um, soon. And obviously after this 1984 session she didn't die soon. It took a long time. And so this renal delicacy, which doesn't mean delicious, it means how delicate it is, meaning how fragile or potentially fatal. Rod talked about the f potential fatality of her condition. F you know, incarnation is fatal. <laughs> I mean, everybody's going to die, so people say, you know, is he going to die? You're damn right he's going to die. Everybody's going to die. But does that mean you die? No. The body dies. Um, but only potentially um, sometimes very serious dangers like we've talked about before. Um will sim are simply not inevitable um, if we go into it further further or we get distorted further further um, we're activating the potential for a real um, disastrous consequence but it need not be and um, that's very interesting so um, this inbuilt um, bodily weakness or renal condition that could have allowed an earlier death and I think was associated with certain childhood illness um, is now being energized by the negative entity and yet it's only a potential danger or potential fatal situation but it is fatal but it's only potential and so that's a very fine distinction between a um, really dangerous situation, um, yet it not being inevitable, not being um, certain or necessary for it to um, for for the um, the great threat to materialize. There may be a real threat, but it ne need not materialize in many many cases. Many cases. This is why also the importance of making merit, uh, good karma, you know, good making good karma day by day, and knowing what that's all about, how to do that, uh, is critical. So, if she wanted to leave um, earlier in the life, or even then, um, she had that inbuilt potential, uh, but she decided not to, um, Nevertheless, the negative entity is energizing this desire to leave, meaning she mental distortions associated with hopelessness could be, or, or desire to, to die, could be energized. Um, it's important, that point for the in instrument to ponder, and for the group to be watchful is, uh, I think, associated with her overworking, or martyrdom tendency, or hopelessness, or discouragement, or suicidality. Um, uh, and take care to not fall into those distortions in mind, 
uh, and so mind and body uh, plated up as tresses of hair of a maiden. It's it's a single you know mind body spirit complex is one being. Um, mind body spirit complex, higher self, and the seventh density totality resource is one being. It's called the seven dimensional octave self, or the seven dimensional vehicle of the logos, um, and identity is is source so it's the the one appearing as three here the unity of mind body or mind body spirit appearing as two as appearing as mind and body Uh, her own nature naturally is cheerful and fed by these various experiences and this is also important Uh, some people are this way or we are all this way to some degree uh, feeding the feeding is the feeding of the vital complex, the feeding of continued spiritualization of mind, or the feeding of mind by spiritual spiritual appreciation or spirituality. Spirituality is green, blue, indigo. Um, but that's those feed the mind. That's not the mind. Those are influences that or or frequencies that mind can be tuned to, but it's not consciousness itself. Consciousness can be anywhere fed or fed by any of the seven rays, uh, lower, middle, high, um, and the feeding is a spiritualization of mind and a green, blue, indigo um, prioritization. And so Ra's talking about her trying to go to this church and sing and being rejected, which they talked about in the earlier comments here, and that that was a real loss. Uh, and that she has a sort of hunger um, for spiritual community and a spirit and a place of spiritual um, expression. And likewise, lots and lots of wanderers have a lot of sorrow, or have angst, or grief, or frustration, distortions in mind or emotional charge that may not be made conscious, associated with our natural hungering for community and partnership. Most wanderers don't have excellent partnership, nor suitable love-based, love-wisdom, spiritual community. And we all hunger for it. That's where we're from. We're from fulfillment in those. And here we have little. And um, the degeneration of human collective conditions um, is a dark night of the soul for them and for us to some degree. But it's very critical, or critical, for wanderers to accept, or anyone, but particularly wanderers, to accept the grief associated with all we seek that we've lost that we really won't have here. Perfect partnership, perfect love-based community in the uh, physical is not available. I mean, there are some communities, but you know, even when you go there, (laughs) even if the leader is godly or saintly, which is rare, uh, but it is, you know, Still, (laughs) it's not the way it was before, when we were home before coming here. But you might consider that um, where you're from is where you're going. And what you seek is where you're from. And after the body falls away, um, we will return to where we're from. And Jesus, Yeshua, Yeshua said, I am from above, you are from below. Um, In many cases, in reality, um, 
98% of the people, according to the raw material, 98% of the people in the world are not wanderers. And maybe 1% or 2% are. And that means that most of the people here are 3D recycling souls. Some are harvestable and some are lovely and most are decent. But they're from below, in the sense of third chakra being below sixth chakra or fourth or fifth. Um, and they don't have the same values and goals and feeling as people who are from above, which doesn't mean better. But there is an above and a below, you know. <laughs> those from above are no better than those from below, but there is below and above. And if you don't know that, or I mean, I'm sure people listening do, but people who argue that that's elitist um, <laughs> are further self-deceiving, as is uh, the want of the 3D repeater psychology. So, um, Ra was speaking about, again, the link between mind and body, the um, link between catalyst and experience, and there's much, much to explore in that. And if you're interested in a Buddhist understanding of that, you might want to look into how mindfulness, um, a manasikara, <laughs> for those in the other series, uh, non-subjectivist attentiveness, non-subjective atten attention, non-grasping, not fashioning, um, is the way of um, ultimately um, developing experience of green, blue, indigo by not distorting catalyst. 106.5, <clears throat> Don goes on, then as I understand it, the most, the best thing for us to do is advise the instrument to drink much more liquid. And I would imagine the spring water would be the best. <clears throat> and we will, of course, move. I was, or we could move her out of here immediately tomorrow, say, if the, if necessary. Would this be considerably better than, than waiting two to three weeks for the allergies and everything else? Ross said, such decisions are a matter of free will choice. Be aware of the strength of the group harmony. So again, Ra, being meticulous to not infringe on free will, uh, put it back to Don, and reminded him of the power of, group, of, of their harmony as a triad, and this strength of group harmony uh, is protective if it is indeed um, um, in play by love, wisdom, resonance, meaning to the extent that they're talking with each other and sharing in kindliness, kindness, compassion, caring, non-control, non-manipulation, and clarity of understanding and communication, they are resonating with the group, with the natural strength, the metaphysical strength of their group, which is the strength of harmony. 1066 Don says, is there anything that is, with respect to the present spiritual or metaphysical condition or physical condition of this, somebody address redacted, of this house that we're contemplating, that Rock tell us about that would be deleterious to the instrument's health? So every question is basically to protect Carla. And so he had has pro profound love for her. Um, and But yet, as she wrote earlier in this session with the commentary um, she didn't realize the distortions in mind that, that were associated with his profound love and devotion and therefore um, 
wasn't able to help him see them clearly through um, clear dialogue, which um, they weren't able to do uh, fully at this time. Uh, Ra answers, We may speak to the subject only to note that there are mechanical electrical devices which control humidity. The basement level is one location, the, n the nature of which is much like that which you have experienced at the basement level of your previous domicile. Less humid conditions would remove the opportunity for the growth of those spores to which the instrument has sensitivity. The upper portions of the domicile are almost, in every case, at acceptable levels of humidity. So a humid basement, um, the recommendation to use a dehumidifier similar to the previous basement before, uh, humidity naturally um, facilitates growth of mold spores. And um, that's the case everywhere, and um, Taiwan has uh, many, many uh, mold spores <laughs> eating wildly. They even eat rubber drain stoppers. They eat the rubber. And um, uh, it's just part of the uh, nature of the third density environment <clears throat> that you have the little eaters. And... Um, uh, you know, <laughs> Gautama said uh, samsara is a burning house and uh, you ought to get out of it as soon as you can and um, this is not even the human matrix of deception, this is just the uh, natural setup of the 3D space-time plane environment by the Lugos where there's continual breakdown and agents facilitating breakdown so the uh, the very um, disintegrative nature of 3D space-time is quite resonant with the negative path, who is always breaking itself down and trying to break others down to gain, and yet their own ways are entropic or leading to further breakdown of their own achievements. So the negative path is quite, is quite resonant in its philosophical basis or its metaphysical work with the nature of the 3D disintegrative material environment, which is uh, an interesting point, which is, uh, you know, partly, um, there, there's a perfect resonance. <laughs> you know, 3D is the 3D space-time is a realm of death, and um, the negative path is about continual killing and being killed, um, and uh, all that's done to the outer is done to the inner, and all that's given is received and all they do, they uh, take back in um, triplicate, triplicate. And so it's a path of disintegration as well. That's the challenge. That's why it's 95% rather than 51% required for harvest to fourth density. On 106.7, how about the metaphysical quality of the house? Could Ra appraise that, please? Meaning the next house, <coughs> um, I think that they're looking at, Ross said, this distortion is, this location is greatly distorted. We find an acceptable description of this location's quality to elude us without recourse to hackneyed words. Please forgive our limitations of expression. The domicile and its rear aspect especially is blessed, and angelic presences have been invoked for some of your time past. That's a heavy bomb to drop there. So the location is really distorted. The location it's of that house 
um, that they're planning to go to, which they did go to, uh, the location is greatly distorted. <laughs> Maybe that's related to the kind of things we talked about earlier in class today. Uh, they don't explain it yet, but there's the difference between a location and its domicile, meaning the location and the house itself. There's the geographical location or the environment in which a domicile or a house sits, exists. And so as one becomes more sensitive, one becomes more sensitive not only to one's body and feelings and thought, but to the collective society and the physical location, um, the nature of one's home, and then the environment or location uh, region around it. And um, <clears throat> that's just what happens with uh, further development of uh, higher chakras. So, meanwhile, even though the location or that area is highly distorted, the domicile itself is blessed, and particularly the back of it, meaning the backyard or whatever, is uh, blessed in a significant way, where angelic presences have been invoked for some of your time past. And that's, um, you know, that, that's the complexity of what we're dealing with here. We may, in this example... Uh, have a lovely house and an extraordinarily uh, blessed and um, sacred natural environment uh, associated with it, yet be in a bad neighborhood or in a sick nation or in a sick collective. Uh, and there are degrees of that too, more or less. Uh, and the sensitive one would feel it all. <clears throat> and then have to process that as catalyst. 106.8, Don rightly questions further, says, I'm not sure that I understand what Ra means by that. I'm not sure that I understand whether the place is metaphysically extremely good or extremely negative. Could Ra clear that up, please? Ra says, We intended to stress the metaphysical excellence of the proposed location, the, em the emblems of such preparation may well be appreciated by this group. Uh, this term, emblemance, <clears throat> according to the uh, quick translation, is profit from crops one has sown, regarded as personal property. Crops produced by cultivation, legally belonging to the tenant, with implied right for its harvest. And so... Uh, an annual, a crop <coughs> um, owned by um, the farmer. And so the fruit, the result of um, their preparation, um, what preparation? The, 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 the lawfully owned harvest crop fruit of such preparation. What preparation? Their preparation of the house, uh, their, the value of preparing it, or their, in fact, metaphysical preparation as a group that's done so much spiritual work, either, um, ought to be appreciated, meaning they, I, there's a little encouragement here, I think, to uh, appreciate how much you guys have done together and how much you continue to do and um, you should appreciate your um, your workings, 
not just keep working, keep working, make things better, keep working, but appreciate yourself. You know? I mean, if you're listening to this, you should appreciate yourself for listening to this. Um, this is pretty good stuff, I think. And, um, you know, <laughs> um, uh, everything I present on my channel, I think, is pretty great stuff. I think it's all great stuff. And basically, yesterday, I was just thinking about somebody once criticized me for being like a too much uh, making raw material a religion or something they don't criticize directly because their mind is too weak but because there isn't anything but i'm not you know saying that the raw material is the only source of truth and importance important value but <laughs> we start with uh, confucius and uh, original poly buddhism and christian gnosticism and spiritism from the brazilian tradition and uh, Advaita Vedanta from a Ramana Maharshi, and uh, Heraclitian philosophy from uh, 2,500 years ago. They're all beautiful. And, uh, you know, <laughs> the integration of it all is important. So, the metaphysical excellence of the proposed location is a strange um, follow-up to saying the location is greatly distorted. So, what is it? What, what's going on? I don't know how you put them together. You can say that perhaps the people around in that environment are greatly distorted. Meanwhile, the place itself is excellent. I think that's what they're saying. And, I, and again, they're um, recommending that, that um, they appreciate themselves. The preparation that they've done and further preparation for the new place uh, I think that's really important. <laughs> Some people have this profound sense of never enough. And that's um, like Carla valuing herself by performance rather than in S, E-S-S-E, essence. So further on preparation 106.9, Don goes, Don asks, would the cleansing by salt and water then be necessary for this property, or would it be recommended, shall I say? Ross said, there is the recommended metaphysical cleansing as in any relocation. No matter how fine the instrument, the tuning still is recommended between each concert or working. So each location akin to uh, a working or a concert of an instrument or a musician playing an instrument, between each playing or concert, uh, it's useful to retune, uh, moving into any new location, meaning any domicile. And there's a difference again. Location and domicile are not the same. Location is the environment or field in which a domicile exists, I think. So then they blur it by saying using it both ways. They're not cleaning the uh, trees, they're cleaning the domicile. But generally, recommended or metaphysical cleansing is recommended anytime you move into a new place. Okay. It's not. Oh, it's not always necessary, but it's certainly recommended. <clears throat> and um, Ra explained how to do that with the salt uh, extensively in previous sessions. 106.10, Don says, okay. And if the instrument stays out of the basement, do you think the humidity will and condi or condition and physical conditions would be good for the instrument? Then, is that correct? Ra said, no. <laughs> Don says, the humidity. We, we must do something about the humidity in the whole house then? to make it good for the instrument? Is that correct? Yes. So it's the whole house humidity. You know, Ra doesn't, in some ways, the, the 
Ra doesn't Ra answers Don's questions. Um, but because the questions are less than all encompassing regarding each topic, which is inevitable with any question, question is you know <laughs> is targeted and um, the answer is therefore focused and absolutely incomplete. So the raw material is brilliant and um, um, a landmark, a monument, monumental, <laughs> monumental transmission and incomplete. And so is Gautama's teaching, incomplete. Every teaching is incomplete. <laughs> Concept is incomplete. That's why it's not, it's dualistic. The law of one is complete, but it cannot be expressed by concept. So, okay, <laughs> actually it's the whole house, even though the main problem is in the basement and the upstairs is not so bad, still the whole house needs to have uh, be dehumidified to some degree. That's how complicated things are. 106.12, Don tries to review, says, I'm going to come back to a couple of points here, but I have to get in a question here about myself. It had seemed to be critical at this point. Can Ra tell me what is physically wrong with me and what is causing it and what I could do to alleviate it? Really a heartful question here um, and a sign of how um, his heart chakra is further activated, I'd say. It's the first time I've ever seen a question like that from Don about himself <clears throat> um, in such a very personal, intimate way. Ross said, uh, the questioner is one also in the midst of further initiation. During this space-time, the possibility for mental-emotional distortion, approaching, approaching that which causes the entity to become dysfunctional, is marked. Further, the yellow ray chemical vehicle of the questioner is aging and has more difficulty in the absorption of needed minerals such as iron and other substances such as papain, potassium, and calcium. Papain is a papaya enzyme. At the same time, the body of yellow ray begins to have more difficulty eliminating trace elements such as aluminum. The energizing effect has occurred in the colon of the questioner, and the distortions in that area are increasingly substantial Lastly, there's a small area of infection in the mouth of the questioner which needs attention. So this is a <laughs> pretty hardcore, thorough uh, diagnosis of Don's particular um, body-mind conditions, particularly body, uh, on multiple points um, with a very deep uh, understanding. Um, number one, he's also, as Carla in the midst of initiation. I mean, Jim was too, uh, in his own solitary work, uh, or, you know, through his own intensified practice, it seems, going into a, a new initiatory phase, as was Don and Carla, significantly based on their interrelationship or their um, process together, obviously, and with Ra. So you see, you know, <laughs> people who want to be critical can always find grounds to be critical, because all statements are incomplete. Statement is incomplete. <laughs> Statement is per se incomplete. So every joker who wants to criticize can always find what's not been said and criticize the statement or the speaker on the basis of um, the incompletion of the statement. Um, and so uh, people should be very careful. And um, if you listen to critic critics, uh, one can learn a lot about mental distortion 
as well as the inevitable um, distortion of uh, thought and language and uh, concept-based mental um, process. Intrinsically, mental process is distorted. Therefore, all concept is incomplete and partial. And it is not of the law of one, even though it's expressive of unity. Um, Relatively speaking, it's um, quite deficient per se, by the very nature of concept. So, they're all going through initiation. Um, uh, so Ra, you see, goes down from the spiritual to the mental to the physical. And, and you know, their, their mind is so well structured, their awareness is so structured, crystalline, at this late sixth density level, that they speak... Um, that their speaking um, reveals a highly systematic understanding and it's orderly, not just willy-nilly. So they first talk about spiritual process of initiation for, for Don. Then they talks about mental-emotional, right, dropping down. Um, there's a possibility for such intensive mental-emotional distortion that he'll become dysfunctional, could become marked possibility, which is called likelihood or um, not just potential, but likely. Marked possibility for mental-emotional distortions to go so far as for him to become dysfunctional. Dysfunctional entity, not just confusion, but non-functional. And that, I think, uh, foreshadows his suicide later that year. Then Rod drops down to the physical level. Yellow-ray chemical is aging. And normally with aging, and I think everybody, you know, over 40 probably should look at this, uh, naturally, therefore, or naturally, uh, has difficulty with a few things, including absorption of what's needed, such as iron, and then absorption of other substances which are also needed, like here, papain, I don't know why, it might be that he was taking as a supplement papaya enzyme, but all, uh, you know, papain, potassium, calcium, uh, mineralization of the body is really, really important as one ages. One of the most important benefits of urine therapy, drinking your golden elixir, um, is the remineralization of tissues and organs. The recapacitization, increased, capacitiza- increased capacity generating um, effect of drinking your own um, because the organs and the tissues increase their capacity to hold and make use of minerals by um, the recirculation of, you know, (laughs) the clear portion of the blood by drinking your own urine. Ra doesn't talk about that, um, but (laughs) Ayurveda and the uh, Indian doctors know all about it. It's called uh, Amaroli, or there are other names I forgot but um, as we get older the body uh, the body's capacity for absorption of what's needed decreases therefore that needs paying attention to meanwhile also at the body level more difficulty eliminating what's not needed such as aluminum urine therapy helps with that too obviously because it stimulates um, it's diuretic and helps stimulate kidney function 
Then Ra goes even further down, right? We're going from second to first chakra zone, from kidney to colon, uh, energizing. That I think that means the negative entity energizing. Uh, in the colon, Don's colon, there are uh, distortions in the colon increasingly substantial, and that's also significant. Colon, according to Hilarion, is considered um, the organ of the body that receives or can absorb the most uh, refined essences, spiritual essences of food, or any digestive um, input, its most subtle essences, which really has to do with um, the electromagnetic absorption, (laughs) right? Food has electromagnetic properties, meaning it's a material object, like our body is a material physical object, that that is associated with multiple energy fields. Those energy fields, some, um, are rightfully absorbed by the body in digestion. Particularly, it seems, by the colon, according to Hilarion, through Maurice Cook, not through other people. At least that's all I've read. And so, um, people who have chronic colon issues, um, uh, looking at a gecko on my wall moving around, uh, may have chronic um, issues, uh, difficulties with self-spiritualization. The, 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 the skeptic, the hardcore materialist, the nihilist, the scoffer, um, may well have colon issues. And uh, colon health is important to the whole body, obviously. Uh, likewise, it's a, an indication of spiritual receptivity, not just to subtle electromagnetic fields of food, so-called essences, spiritual essences of the food, but um, the capacity to um, (laughs) develop green-blue indigo from catalyst, the capacity to spiritualize mind with uh, love-wisdom. He's on the hunt, my friend. So, uh, finally, a small area of infection in the mouth. So, um, everything's complicated <laughs> if you want to see deeply. 10613, uh, a long exchange and some challenges going on here. Don further follows up about Ra's recommendations for his own health. Could Ra recommend what I should do to improve my state of health? What about, what about recommendations? Um, Ra said, we tread most close to the law of confusion in this instance but feel the appropriateness of speaking due to potentially fatal results to the instrument. We pause to give the questioner and the scribe a few moments of space-time to aid us by stepping away from those distortions which cause us to invoke the law of confusion. This would be helpful. And then there's a few moments of pause. And they return with I am Ra, or re-anchor metaphysically, I'd say, the connection through Carla and, and the space-time environment, and go on. We appreciate your attempts. Even confusion on your behalves is helpful. The questioner has, Don, in the recent past, allowed a complete transfer of mental-emotional pain from the questioner to the instrument. The key to this deleterious working was when the instrument, Carla, 
said words to the effect of the meaning that it would be the questioner, it would be the questioner, and be the strong one. The questioner could be as the instrument, small and foolish. The questioner, Don, in full ignorance of the firm intent of the instrument, and not grasping the possibility of any such energy transfer, agreed. These two entities have been as one for a timeless period and have manifested this in your space-time. Thusly, the deleterious working occurred. By agreement, in care and caution, it may be undone. We urge the attention to thanksgiving and harmony on the part of the questioner. We may affirm the previous recommendation in general of the skills and the purity of intention of the one known as Bob and may note the sympathetic illness which has occurred due to the instrument's sensitivities. Lastly, we may note that to the one known as Peter, several aspects of the distortions experienced by the questioner, the instrument, and the scribe may be quite apparent and rather simply traduced to lesser distortions. This may be the last question of today's reading. A very serious um, teaching, guidance, and it almost sounds like a level higher than, than Ra, meaning they're tapping into perhaps the higher self, um, perhaps the totality complex. I mean, I almost can feel a little of the totality complex um, near omniscience, uh, quasi-omniscience, um, in the quality of the words and the structuring of their answer here at 106.13. Uh, so important was this that they gave the group, they, they asked Don uh, to pause not because the channel was, um, you know, being distorted by a pain flare, as before. Not because they were under psychic attack. They were under psychic attack. But the conditions um, of his and her, Carla and Don's mental, physical um, complexes had gotten to such a state that uh, they were uh, approaching fatality. And I bet this put a big scare in them, and maybe associated with the reason there was no other session before Don's death. Uh, the proximity to the law of confusion uh, means um, how um, likely they would be infringing free will, the law of free will, to preserve his free will, Carla's free will, by not answering in detail. Uh, yet, they, you know, wanted to help, obviously, and help them help themselves, yet um, required a pause in the session, in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the process of their, of their answering, so that perhaps Don and Jim, who I don't know if he was listening, he was certainly meditating, could go deeper into peaceful 
mind or quiet mind or move out of mental distortions, Don was probably in some mental distortion process during the questioning, during the sessions, during this session, and um, gave, Ra therefore is giving, in fact, both Don and Jim uh, a few moments of silence to help them, to help Ra um, give the answer that they want, to help Don and Carla save themselves and not die by helping Ra by the silence of uh, moving out of their mental distortions. I mean, Jim, you know, Jim is sitting there in meditation, presumably, uh, he's probably thinking, <laughs> which is what most people do in meditation, and thinking what? He's probably very concerned um, that, that we're talking about near fatality and death. Uh, this is the worst nightmare they could have had, or they might have had, they may well have had, regarding the, the finale or culmination of the work with Ra, is that somebody's going to die. Uh, and it had, been, it had been nearby a few times already in the last few years since the beginning of the session. Uh, potentially fatal results to the instrument. That's about the worst fear probably that Don and Jim had for Carla. And it's not just Carla's fatal, it's also Don. I mean, we're talking about very serious um, problem, very serious um, potentials here. Um, the, um, poss the marked possibility for Don to become dysfunctional. The potentially fatal results to the instrument, Carla. Um, I'm sure Don and Jim were listening intently and probably very upset and concerned and worried. Uh, and Ra was saying, we're going to give you a few minutes so you can settle down and move out of fear, I guess. Um, so we don't infringe on the law of free will uh, in telling you what we'd like to tell you to help you not die soon. Um, Ross said, even confusion on your behalf is helpful. Helpful, helpful. How to help? What do you mean helpful? Helpful means uh, changing the metaphysics of the assessment of non-infringement. Changing the metaphysical environment um, that Ra that Ra was working within, associated with um, infringement, non-infringement, associated with their capacity um, to give the answers that they wanted to give clearly. Um, yet, when Jim and Don were further distorted, couldn't give without infringing. So when Don and Jim had the silence or quiet time, a few moments to pause, to move to um, a little more heartful, uh, concentrated, quiet mind, that changed the metaphysical parameters by which, uh, within which Ra would then be less infringing on the law of free will in giving the answer that he had asked for. So, <clears throat> Ra, Ra lays it on out. Don allowed a complete complete, complete transfer of mental-emotional pain from himself to Carla. And that's what was going on. And it's interesting that Carla didn't pick that up, or maybe she did, but in the commentary above, he transferred his pain um, to her 
meanwhile, um, he was in massive psychic or spiritual or emotional pain. So he transferred his pain to her. It was effective. It was a deleterious working, meaning the consequences were deleterious. Um, but um, where Carla said words to the effect of the meaning, meaning made the statement that she would be the questioner and he and and she, and he would be the strong one. His strength was transferred to. Uh, meanwhile, uh, transferring his will or a transfer of will, this is a spiritual transfer, right? There are all sorts of transfers. This is a spiritual transfer that includes uh, mental, emotional as well. Um, he transferred will and mental, emotional pain, uh, and she transferred um, the type of mental, emotional, spiritual conditions that she was um, that that she had cultivated or was allowed or comfortable in, in a sense, between sessions being small and foolish. I mean, she doesn't seem small or foolish to me, but she might have thought of herself that way, in fact. And in fact, she probably did. So, her sense of self, her sense of her role outside the sessions being she doesn't have to be strong, or with Don, he makes the decisions, and he has the will, and she's subservient, and she loved him, and everything was fine. And when he was strong and clear, <clears throat> she was safe, being smaller or weaker, and not um, not wisdom will based. Um, but he received that while he transferred his um, will to some degree, um, and um, to me, what's critical is that he had been in tremendous mental emotional pain for many years of his life. I'd say that's the basis of how tight he was. And that's the basis of anybody who's heavily wisdom over love, yet very positive. Very positive, yet um, significantly emotionally repressed. It's a response to deep pain that the person doesn't want to feel um, because there's a fear of collapse, um, a fear of uh, engulfment, fear of falling into depression or suicidality, I can't face this pain, it'll never end. And in fact, in it, it does feel like it'll never end. The moan, the silent moaning and sobbing that seems to be bottomless. The bottomless grief and, and pain in my heart. <clears throat> Anybody who knows that knows what I'm talking about. And yes, it is bottomless, but it isn't endless. <laughs> there is no container. It is uncontained. It is um, bottomless, but it actually is finite. In it, it surely feels infinite, but actually, in a greater, in, in the greater perspective of um, the evolution of my body spirit complex or our own multi-incarnational process, it is finite. It has an end. It has a root. Its root can be exhausted by a willingness to. Um, to die through it, <clears throat> to accept it fully, and let it uh, wash through us 
let the uh, let the flood come uh, one can do that only a very strong mind actually can um, consciously uh, die to its it the deep pain is that's being carried the uh, misery and wretched wretchedness being carried um, and come out the other side stronger and brighter um, and even cheerful it can be done and anybody who's gone through it's a dark night of the soul <clears throat> but he hadn't done that before <clears throat> and here he is at the end of his life doing that by his willingness um, to accept it or at least transfer it the acceptance there's a certain acceptance in that and then what happened was that he spent the last few months of his life becoming um, mentally dysfunctional or, or in a dysfunctional condition in great love angst in great love and misery the misery of, of a completely open heart but he also had a huge amount of pain that was being uh, released that hadn't been allowed for decades prior it seems so and Ra doesn't pull any punches here as always saying the questioner Don in full ignorance fully ignorant okay sometimes we are fully ignorant <laughs> I can say it of him he can say it of me if it's true it's true <laughs> we can be fully ignorant he could be I could be you could be and that's just the way it goes <laughs> full ignorance of the firm intent of Carla not grasping the possibility that such an energy transfer could happen where he would transfer his mental emotional pain um, and ultimately uh, a, a portion of his will or the most active um, you know, a very um, body-mind-spirit complex manifest portions of will were transferred to, it seems. Not knowing anything about what was really going on, he, he said, okay. Then, we have the metaphysical background here, which is, I think, that they're both six-density wonders, have been as one. The two, it's, it's a one appearing as two. <laughs> as always, Father, Mother, Creator <laughs> is the one infinite appearing as dualized gender. Gender is itself uh, a polarity, you know, that manifests the one. <laughs> and of course, the planet is not a, a lady, and the logos is not a guy. And so, gender is a differentiation of <laughs> transgender unity, which is not sexual at all, or is uh, the heart of sexuality, which is uh, <laughs> the one that is one. Oh, hello. Now he's coming closer my lizard friend. <coughs> um, <laughs> infinity. They're very interesting. They're just uh, very curious guys. Now he's about three feet from me looking on the windowsill, looking outside. Uh, <coughs> duality <laughs> is, a, is a manifestation of unity. The many is one. Um, the totality is the one in the appearance of multiplicity. And likewise with Don and Carla. And so this unity is now appearing as a, uh, as a duality of Don and Carla with, their, with a perfect, you know, well, um, perfectly fitting or symmetrical polarity. Uh, Carla, female, love. Don, male, wisdom. They both had a very strong will, actually. 
her will to love and his will to know both um, quite powerful um, that's why such a transfer could occur which is like mainly a spiritual transfer <clears throat> and um, because these two body mind spirit complexes at the level of spirit complex or home density is one being by and that's why I think that's what I think we're all saying by agreement and care and caution yet it may be undone this transfer may be reversed by both agreeing consciously both being careful but it didn't happen uh, it was beyond both of them and you know 106 sessions is enough and that's I, I think you know I say that a few times but um, what goes up comes down and um, all good things come to an end and um, likewise this raw class that's been going on five years um, is coming to an end and it's got to end somehow um, and um, it's very common that, that when great effort has been made for a long period of time uh, there's been some repression <laughs> of, of the um, you know the other function Jung has a term for that it's sort of a the inferior function, which in this case is, is weakness and fatigue and pain um, and the desire to just rest, um, will have its day. And um, it either is naturally allowed or um, there's some kind of a crisis or collapse and then it um, comes. And so they had made tremendous effort and sacrifice for years uh, in this work and in the years of work before Carla's work to become this perfect a channel Don's work to become this um, strong and clear and um, this is the culmination of their life's work and um, this is the summit this is the mountaintop session 106 it's the peak of the mountain in some sense in terms of uh, metaphysical spiritual working for world service for these two beings this is the mountaintop in a sense I mean this is just my interpretation and they did work Don uh, Carla did work after this obviously but um, this was um, the end of this working which was the greatest working of their lives of their the purpose of their one of the purposes of this incarnation their incarnations as Don and Carla that unity, that one Atman appearing as two, that one higher self appearing as two. This was um, th this session as the last session of a series of sessions of a contact that is um, singular, I think, in the history of um, metaphysical transmissions to humanity. I mean, I've looked at a lot. <laughs> okay. And um, I just have my opinion. And um, but to me, um, this is a singular transmission to humanity. And uh, the purpose for which this one Atman higher self manifested as Don and Carla, in and then with the plan to meet Jim to make it happen. Uh, it could be undone. Um, 
they recommended Don pay attention to gratitude, thanksgiving, and harmony. Uh, he was much out of harmony and probably in a lot of fear and angst because he had become small and weak or small, weak, foolish, not so not in control, completely out of control. And I would imagine also that the transfer of pain, mental, emotional pain to Carla was associated also with a profound catharsis of the pain that he'd been carrying for decades uh, prior to this time in 1984. And uh, that's one reason why people uh, go through phases where everything that is sad, they go into sobbing and weeping. It's not necessarily that they're saints. <laughs> the, uh, real saints are beyond um, all sorts of things that we normally associate with um, exceptional uh, experience, actually. There is a certain return to simplicity and commonality, or um, the great uncarved block, as the Taoists say, that's associated with the end of the path on Earth. Um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the uh, qualities associated with sainthood actually represent extreme development of green or blue, extreme mind, extreme extreme in the sense of extremely highly developed, blue ray mind, or mind and will like Sri Yukteswar, extreme love, and green ray. Um, like um, Yogananda, like um, Ananda Mahima, um, even uh, John Damodaro, a little, who looks like that. Um, so, but but the resolution, you know, the culmination of of uh, saint and sage um, <laughs> is the uncarved block according to the Taoists. And that's what Ra talked about in terms of um, the adept, the, the final, you know, the advanced adept, not early adept, right? There's levels of that too. The advanced adept becoming kind of ordinary again, um, or appearing so. So anyway, um, they recommended Don and Carla go to Thanksgiving and... and um, give thanks for all the trouble he was going through and all the troubles of the situation. That's very, very difficult at that time, clearly. And then there was some recognition to go to Bob or go to Peter. Sounds like uh, apostles. And so the skills and purity of intention, right? So Bob he may not be uh, an advanced adept, but he has great purity of intention and could help. Likewise, Peter whoever this was, um, was one for whom um, some of what Don and Carla and Jim were going through would be clearly understood. And that's another thing, like a great therapist or a knower can articulate um, the significance and the nature of uh, problems and, and challenges and mental processes that we may be experiencing that we can't get clear on ourselves. And so you don't have to be a Buddha to have high, you know, great purity of intention 
or clarity of mind recognition to see distortions clearly uh, various levels of um, green blue indigo development lead to those qualities of being or mind pure intention and clarity of, of perception and discernment finally it's an interesting little point that this clarity of perception dis the discernment of Peter that would allow uh, th that is associated with um, knowing clearly I think some aspects not all but some of the distortions experienced by the group here uh, Don Carla Jim for whom that would be apparent the the consequence of such discernment expressed by Peter to the group recognized and understood by them um, is the uh, traduction to lesser distortions traduced it means is akin to traced and uh, the idea is that he could see some some things about some aspects of their process quite clearly quite apparent and rather simply then traduce to lesser distortions understanding and articulating our process helps to um, reduce its distortion its intense its quantity quality of distortion and so um, identifying distortions as they are inevitably uh, uh, facilitates their their breakdown into lesser distortions actually traduces different is uh, to speak I, I make mistakes to traduce uh, to speak badly of or tell lies to damage a representation to violate or betray that's strange so vi violated and betrayed into lesser distortions <laughs> eh? hard to say it's a certain usage of the word I guess but um, the movement it seems to lesser distortions would be facilitated by going to Peter and listening to his analysis or his understanding of their distortions and so uh, to speak to speak it weakens it uh, in the case of distortion and that's also there is a um, that there's a profound long metaphysics I'm not going to go into it here but there's a profound metaphysics uh, associated with the transit from mental thought or knowing to physical expression through speech and the changed metaphysics or, or power vital energy or intelligent energy um, nature of that which is being spoken and the uh, dynamics of experience associated with that which is known, which is being spoken. So, uh, conditions of mind-body-spirit complex that are known and then spoken are changed thereby. Uh, and um, it goes in all ways. Uh, the change can be a strengthening and a weakening the <clears throat> use can be positive and negative uh, there's much involved there so that's all we're going to do for today's reading through the second part of 106 next time we're going to pick up at 
and complete this session, which completes the um, series of 106 sessions in the raw material. And um, I think we can see how deep the metaphysics goes uh, and how difficult their conditions were. Uh, so, and okay, we'll just look at, uh, as to 106.14, what is Peter's last name? And his last name is Inman, Peter Inman, uh, associated with John Oldman, perhaps, from uh, The Man from Earth. So, next time we pick up at 106.15, further questions about recommendations for Carla's condition and uh, the group's maintenance of the contact. And um, the final comments spoken by Ra in this transmission to humanity, being basically um, particularly uh, 106.22. The last is the last, and um, uh, it's a poignant situation. So anyway, I want to thank you for being here. I hope you're well. See you next time, and good night.